Welcome, welcome all to another episode of Brews and Banter FC. I am your co-host Targo, along with Redbeard. Today we're going to look at the big moments from the group stage of the Champions League, from big upsets to big players. Yeah, and we look at the surprise teams and players who stood out, as well as making our predictions for the round of 16 of the Champions League. This is an all-new episode of Brews and Banter FC, and it starts right meow. All right, man. So what are you drinking for this special Champions League episode? Yeah, man. This is, I mean, these episodes are about as big as they come, isn't it? And Just it's about. It's a Champions so, League. Knockout stages, too. Knockout stages, too. So no lie of Spokane, Washington. One of the biggest breweries in, I guess, the, the area. world at this point. Are they the world? Yeah. They're, I mean, they're massive. Anyways. Tons of awards in Japan, at least. I don't know. Anyways, they came out with a new hazy IPA. Okay. I'm as a fan of, of hazies. As of this being released, I believe it would be two weeks prior. So it's very, very new for those of you who haven't found it. It is called Squatch Pirate. Squatch their, Pirate. Love the part, name. Part of their Sasquatch series. And if you can see that, I mean, Sasquatch there sitting on a cannon. It's a juicy, hazy IPA. This is number four of their Sasquatch series. This is a passion fruit hazy. I bet I would like that. Let me At know how 5. it is, 8%, man. So you can drink quite a few of them and still feel pretty good. Well, let us know what you think of it. What is it out of 10? Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to go 8.7. Ooh, that must be a tasty beer. It is tasty. It could be better, which is why I didn't give it a 10. But it can get much better. It's very good. It's not too hoppy. It's very fruity. Passion fruit is very subtle. Okay. More of the the hazy IPA, but at the end, you get that passion fruit flavor. Beginning is where the the hops hit you in the mouth. So, yeah, definitely got to get you some of this. Yes, I will drink some. Tonight, I am drinking Rogue Brewing Neon Snowpocalypse. Yeah. See the snowman monster there <laughs> yeah i've had this one i think you'll yep. like it it's an imperial cold india pale ale so let's give it a try i have not had it i know you have like you said that's pretty good it has a lot more citrus tropical flavors than yeah i was surprised kind of than the a, bitter yeah it's, I, a, I, it's a cold ipa which usually is more bitter more hoppy but this one's it's got a lot of citrus and i'll be honest with you it's delicious yeah, not bad. This one's 8.2%. Well, you'll be feeling good after this. So, yeah, this is a good one. We'll see if your predictions say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, those are our brews, man. Let's get to the banter. Let's start with just the top of Group A, shall we, in the Champions yep. League? Get through so, these groups, man. See how yes. we did with our predictions. So, this one had Bayern Munich, Copenhagen, Galatasaray, Manchester United, and that's how it finished. Bayern, Copenhagen, Galatasaray, United. Our picks weren't terrible, I will say. So out of the whole group stage of the Champions League, we only missed two teams. Wow. Between and the two of us. I that assume advanced. this is one, one of this them. This is one of them. This, it was Copenhagen. Neither you or I picked Copenhagen to advance. I uh, mean, if both... anyone picked Copenhagen, I mean, props to you, but you're right? like... Throwing shit at a wall and hoping it sticks. I'm that sorry. was pretty much it. I, my picks were Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Galatasaray, and then I picked Copenhagen to finish last. Yeah, I mean, mine were Bayern, Galatasaray, Man United, and Copenhagen finishing dead last. I don't think anyone expected Manchester United to finish dead last in this group. <laughs> so not only did they finish dead last in this group, they were the worst English team in the competition yeah, and conceded 15 bad. goals. They Second were most in the group stage behind Antwerp. They were the only ones that conceded more. <laughs> so United were absolutely garbage in the Champions League. Garbage. garbage. They didn't do anything, man. No. And like, it was all about really the rise of Copenhagen. And 
honestly, they looked good in their performances. They played lovely football. I love their away jerseys, too, that black and blue. So not mad. Hopefully we get to see that one more time. I mean, their home jerseys are pretty good, too. The white and blue. So, And then, of course, we picked Bayern Munich to finish top. They did. They were perfect. Didn't lose a game. I mean, what, how many years has it been since they lost a group stage game? Something stupid? It was something stupid like that. Like, they hadn't lost a group stage game in, I forget how many games. It was, like, I think in the teens. Yeah. In years, maybe. I think it was, like, 60-something games. I don't know. Crazy. Anyways, Either way. Long time. Long time. Yeah. Copenhagen coming through narrowly on the final day. Galatasaray staying in the Europa League. But, man, I mean, <laughs> this whole group is the story of the rise of Copenhagen. It really is. It really, yeah, it was. It was. And with the squad Galatasaray had, did they underperform? Or is that, I mean, it's not for me. I expected them to go in the Europa League. But I know you were flying high on them. I was, I was, and I picked them to, you know, get to the knockout stages. But it's hard for me to say they underperformed when Manchester United is also in the same group. (laughs) And they just did And they were worse. So... If Manchester United underperformed, then what do you say of Galatasaray? I mean, I, I I wouldn't say they underperformed. Maybe they didn't get a couple of results that they should have. But okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, both of them underperformed. I I mean, I expect them to do much better than finish one point ahead of one of the worst teams in the Champions League this season. So, so yeah, that's the Group A. That's the way it finished. All right. Let's move on to Group B, where yeah. we had Arsenal, PSV, Long Sevilla, and it finished in that order. And yeah. we we got a we one off man. Yeah. Almost had this perfect. Almost had it perfect. So we pick, both picked Sevilla. So we picked Arsenal, PSV, Sevilla, Longs, both of us. And yeah, Sevilla, man, reigning Europa League champs out of Europe altogether. We both thought they'd like to go to their to their home. Didn't want to go to their home, though, into the Europa League. Yeah, cue the happy Gilmore right now. (laughs) I'm glad you caught that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not want to go to your home? Get in your home. Yeah, and they didn't even finish close. No. They they finished the group stage with two points. So pretty bad. It was bad. I will say, Lons surprised me quite a bit. They got that big win against Arsenal in France. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll cause some teams some problems in Europa League, so I'm glad they're still in Europe. Sevilla, I mean, they've been bad both in the Champions League and La Liga this season, so. They have, yeah, in La Liga, they're they're not doing the best. Where are they at in La Liga? They're in 16th in La Liga, so not playing well. Yeah. Just a point above relegation zone there. Yeah, I think everybody expected Arsenal to finish top of this group. PSV has been on fire this season. I mean, they're running away with the Eredivisie. Finished second in this group, one point ahead of Law. I just, yeah. I mean, it was a toss-up between those two teams. It was. whoever got the result on the final day, and it was PSV that did. So, Yeah, PSV, they got the draw against Arsenal on that final day. To get them through. So, good on them. They're going to cause some teams some problems, and we'll see when we get to our predictions if they will cause Dortmund some problems. Yes, and one player to keep your eye open on for uh, Lons is that striker, man. Ellie Wahi. Yeah, Yeah, Wahi. Yeah. Yeah, and then for PSV, man, Johan Bakayako, he is a stud. He is so exciting to watch. I'm excited to see him in the knockout rounds. I'm guessing he doesn't stay at PSV long. (laughs) No, I don't think so either. Okay, let's move on to Group C. This one was Real Madrid, Napoli, Union Berlin, and Braga. So this one, it it finished Real Madrid, Napoli, Braga, Union Berlin. Yeah. And how you said it first is how we both predicted it. I mean, no one predicted Union Berlin to be that bad this season. I mean, by the the time they got knocked out of the Champions League, they'd lost what? What was it, like 13, 14 games in a row? Something like that. They were doing terrible. They finished this group with two points with only six goals for. So, I mean, they they did not do well. 
honestly, I was a bit surprised they didn't put up more of a fight. But like you said, that's kind of how they've been going all season. I mean, even in the Bundesliga, they're just hovering above relegation in the Bundesliga. Which, yeah, if you pro- heard on a previous episode, I did say they would get out of relegation by New Year's. And they did. And here they are above it. You did. Not doing well, but still above relegation. I mean, really, that's all that matters at this point. So, yes. Got to get out of it before you can get higher in the table. So, But, I mean, we both expected Real Madrid, Napoli to make it out of this group. They did. Got yeah. the job done. I mean, both teams are way too good to not make it out of this group. But, I mean, good on Braga for putting up a fight, at least for a little bit. They and were I'll- fun to watch. And they not to mention, they probably stadium. have the most beautiful stadium. stadium. Yes, the most beautiful stadium in all of the Champions League. Holy cow, is that a view? Yeah, it has that beautiful rock wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I would go so far to say that Union Berlin, for me, were probably the most disappointing team in the Champions League, in the group stage. Okay. They played just terrible. They couldn't beat Braga with a man up for 60 minutes. Yeah. That's terrible, man. When you're a man up and you can't beat a team for 60 minutes, let's, Braga came back and scored. Yeah, I mean, game up. Sevilla and Manchester United will give that a run for its money. And for me, it's probably Sevilla. Okay. And um, they finished with the same amount of points. Both finished. Sevilla yeah. and Union Berlin finished with two points. Yeah. Sevilla with only one more goal scored, two more goals against. But again, both extremely disappointing. Yeah, no especially that bad. Especially with how they played last year. Oh god, they were so fun to watch. This year, not not at all. Not so much. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Group D. We had Real Sociedad, Inter Milan, Benfica, and RB Salzburg finishing in that order. I got Real Sociedad right, man. I picked Inter, Real Sociedad, Benfica, and RB Salzburg. I just about got it a hundred percent. Just flip flopped Inter and Sociedad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone would have predicted Sociedad to get first place in that group. I predicted second, but yeah, not first. You did. You did. I don't think anyone predicted first. I mean, I picked Ben. Okay. So I take back what I said probably like two minutes ago for most disappointing team. It's definitely Benfica. I mean, they're in the Europa League. It's still, they were bad, man. Like they, they finished with they were, four points. They got one yeah, win. The only reason they made it into the Europa League is through head-to-head with RB Salzburg. Yeah. <laughs> Our goals four, one of the two, because they they tied on points and they both were bad. So, I yeah, I, I don't know. This, this group baffled me. Not me, good man. On, good on Real Sociedad. I got this one, you know. Almost completely wrong. So I, for Salzburg finishing last. So, so I got. I knew Sociedad would be a tough team, man. They they play well. They're, I mean, they went undefeated in this group for one, and they had they had the best defense in the group stage. But even just watching them in La Liga playing Barcelona, I will say a little. Lately, they've been a little lackluster in La Liga, man. Only one win in their last five. So they're worrying me a little, a little bit, but. We'll see how they do in the Champions League. We'll get to them in the group group stage or in the knockout stage. Knockout stage, yeah. I mean, Inter were impressive as always. I mean, yes, yes, they were. You expected them to get out of this group. I just Benfica for me, man. They were so bad. They were so bad. And I think finishing in third with four points doesn't do how like justice how bad they were. <laughs> like they got away with it a little bit. At least they're still in the Europa League, but. I I would have I would be amazed if they got out of the next round of the Europa League. To be honest with you, <laughs> we'll see who who they play. All right, Group E. I know Atletico. you're excited. I know you're excited to talk about this one. <laughs> yeah, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, Feyenoord, and Celtic is how this one finished. Uh, I picked Atletico and Lazio to go through, which they did. Then I picked Celtic. To finish in that Europa League spot, and they did not. Feyenoord nipped them to it. Celtic, man, they were probably pretty disappointing for me as well, but not quite the most disappointing. <laughs> I, I for me in this group because I, you know, I picked Atletico to go in first, which I think everybody did, but I picked Feyenoord to get out, Lazio to finish in the Europa League spot, Celtic to finish last. You called me crazy for doing that. I did. Yeah, 
I was right on that. But also right on that. The I want to highlight the collapse of Feyenoord, the second half of the group stage. Because at one point I think they were in first place. Never mind. They were not. No, they lost. I mean, three looking at their last five games, they lost. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if that is the in the champ champions league or if that's in the league but nope champions league okay out of the five they looked the last really games, good yeah. and dangerous i mean they atletico barely beat them they I played remember. exciting football i'll give you that they were fun to and watch lazio man with two two games against them i think they lost to them the second time around if i'm not mistaken i don't remember i'll, I'll look at it but yeah i believe anyways so. Feyenoord were one of the most exciting teams. I was all about them, and then they crumbled. So they were disappointing for me. But they got some good players, some exciting youngsters. There's a, there seems to be a lot of really, really good young players coming through in the Champions League and throughout Europe. It's crazy, which is great for you know pretty much every big team. Yes. And some of the smaller ones, but... So one of the things that happened in this group, it's probably my favorite, one of my favorite moments from the group stages. It was Lazio goalkeeper, yeah. Providel, scoring the late goal. Wasn't that, that, was that against Feyenoord? It, I don't remember who it was against. I just remember going nuts seeing that. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Feyenoord beat Lazio match day three. So... And then lost 1-0 to Lazio match day four. Where is Lazio? Either way, man, they, yeah. they were fun, Lazio. I, I figured they'd get out of this group. The end of last season in Serie A, they, they were finishing strong. They finished second last year in Serie A. They're slipping this in Serie A right now. They're currently in uh, seventh. But I had a feeling they'd make it through. Yeah, and I mean... Poor pick for Celtic. I don't know what to say about them. That was just garbage by <laughs> I me. Got, I got nothing for a team that continuously dominates their domestic league. They were fun to watch at times, but they're so frustrating. So frustrating. So. And Atletico, second best goal differential in the group stages. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be a force come the knockout stages. Diego Simeone's got them purring right now. It's fun to watch. And then we got the Madrid Derby coming up too. So we'll see how they do against Real Madrid here soon. They spanked them last time mm-hmm. in uh, La Liga. So, all right. Well, let's move on to our favorite group, the group, group of death, death, my friend. Let's get it. This-, this one was nuts. Nuts. Did not disappoint as group of death. No, it did not. Not at all. I mean, it came down to the final day for the yeah. teams. And this was the other one that we got wrong. This was. Yeah. Th- it was so this group finished Borussia Dortmund, PSG, AC Milan, and Newcastle in that order. And neither of us picked Dortmund to make it to the next round. <laughs> My picks were PSG, AC Milan, Newcastle, and Dortmund. As were mine. So yeah, Newcastle finishing last in that group. I mean, I I feel bad for him because, you know, towards the end there, it's when the injuries started piling up. They weren't doing great in the Premier League. You could tell. I mean, after that win against PSG, everything just kind of went downhill from there. So, yeah, I mean, Dortmund showing, man, experience means something in the Champions League. They're a team that's perennially in the knockout stages. Yeah. And they showed why. They thrashed Milan. Wasn't it like 3-0 at one point? I don't remember that. I remember they got a win at Newcastle. Yeah, St. James's I do remember Park. that. I believe they See, lost their first game to uh, they, PSG. Yeah, they beat Milan 3-1 to one at the San Siro. They beat Newcastle 2-0 at home. Beat Newcastle 1-0 at St. James's Park. They got a draw against PSG draw. in the last game. Draw against Milan in the first leg. And then lost to PSG in the first first round. So yeah. Yeah. Is that that three to one win against Milan, man, that that really set them up for success in this group. And I mean it's pretty much the reason why AC Milan didn't jump above 
PSG in goal difference. So, yeah, because this was close. So Dortmund had eleven points, PSG and Milan both had eight points, and then Newcastle with five. Yeah, I mean PSG, I think went through with goals four, which is nine to five with Milan. But yeah, I mean, Karma's a bitch, ain't it? <laughs> As an Arsenal Newcastle fan fans. says, yeah. yeah, been saying it all season. However, you know that game is quickly approaching as well. We'll see if karma really is a thing. But I just feel bad for Newcastle because they played well in this group stage and didn't pull through. They played well in this group stage? What game? One? Two games they played well? Yeah, I, I think that when they lost to Dortmund 1-0, they played pretty well. What about when they lost to Milan Dortmund on the last counter. day? Yeah, that okay. That's when they fell apart. What about when they... <laughs> the only I would say their only good game was... The first the one against PSG. Game. Yeah. Yeah. I think then, that had a lot to do with PSG underestimating them and then the just sheer amount of energy of them returning to the Champions League for the first time in what was it like 12 years, something like that. And then so. I guess you could say also the, the the PSG match in Paris where they drew yeah. that late penalty. Yeah, that we can both agree was probably bullshit. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Karma. Karma. But yeah. I mean, this group was nuts. I mean, there was, what, three different teams that led this group at one yes. point? Yes, there was. Trying to predict it was a nightmare. <laughs> nightmare. Nightmare. And so eventually we were going to miss out on one. So. Yeah, yeah, we but were. I'm glad it was dormant. I'll just say that. <laughs> well, let's get to a group that we got 100% right. Kind this of was, difficult not to get it right, but it okay. was, yeah. <laughs> Manchester City, RB Leipzig, Young Boys, and Red Star Belgrade or Kravina Zvezda finishing in that order. I mean, we both picked it City, Leipzig, Young Boys, Red Star. Yeah. No surprise. I mean, City most goals scored. Yes, they did. Not a surprise, but I mean, when you're playing guy- the likes of uh, Young Boys and Red yeah. Star, I mean, even that last game or the last two games, they sat out with some of their players, played some youngsters. They were still scoring goals. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be good on Leipzig for putting up a fight. I mean, they were up 2-0 at halftime against City. I think that was, was that at Eddie Had Stadium or was that in Leipzig? I don't remember where it was at, but I know which game you're talking about because I remember looking at it on my phone because I was watching one of the other games going, Holy crap, can Leipzig do this? <laughs> and yeah. then, nope, no, they couldn't. No, Pep, no, they Pep couldn't. went in at halftime and said, go win. So they did. Yeah, that was match day five. Yeah, and they scored three goals in the second half to win three to two. But let me guess, Erling Holland scored one of them. Yeah, 100%. It was a penalty. Go figure. But Javi Simons, man, I and mean, we, we, I was high on him last season for PSV. Who knew His he was? His stock has gonna... only gone up, man. His stock is going boom, boom, I will boom say, through the roof. For all of the bad business PSG does, re-signing him for $5 million is a great piece of business. Whether or not so he young. actually plays for them is a different story altogether. But they'll at least make a hefty profit off of that $5 million. But some golazos from him, man. Oh, a couple, from, yeah. From the deep. From the deep. Yeah, and then, you know, Red Star Belgrade or Corvette is it. Zved's the worst team in the competition, so. Hey, yeah, they finished with a whopping one point. Yeah. They had one draw against Young Boys. I will say the last game against City, they put up a bit of a fight. They did. They did. Which, Made you it. know, when one team has everything to play for and the other one has literally nothing to play literally for. Literally nothing and is playing a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, it's going to happen, so. But they still didn't win. <laughs> All right, let's get to the last group, man. Group H. This one finished with Barcelona, Porto, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Antwerp in that order. And guess what? We also got this one 100% right. Yeah, another group that, I mean, although it did actually have some surprises in this one. Barcelona almost making a hash of it? Yeah, it's hard not to get this one right. Well, I mean, look at the points. So Barca and Porto both finished with 12 points, Shakhtar with nine, and Antwerp with three. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, it was kind of all over the place. It was. I mean, it doesn't look close now, but if you 
during that last match day, it was close. It was. Yeah. It was between Shakhtar and Porto, Porto. who was going to go through. And Porto win. They beat Barca and Shakhtar lost to Antwerp. Yeah, which was probably the most surprising result, I would say. A little bit. Yeah. Especially, you know, with the way Shakhtar played the game previous against Barcelona. They ran him off the park. Yeah, I mean Barcelona. We can we can chat about them for a minute. I mean they've they've had some struggles this season. I don't think they'll last long in this competition. If I'm being honest with you, I mean we've already seen what they're doing in La Liga. Not going to win La Liga. Xavi stepping down at the end of the season. Got to go yep. back to our last episode to see what we said about that. Yep. Make sure you check that out on our YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe, like. Go ahead and leave a comment. Who you think might be the next Barcelona manager? Yeah. A lot of rumors swirling around. Let us know on our Instagram, BruiseFC, on our TikTok, BruiseBanterFC. You guys are missing out if you're not on those things. Yep. We're back. We back and better than at us. Let's go. <laughs> All right, buddy. So this is the point where, you know, we kind of have everything to talk about, right? Like we had the team and the player of the group stage. There's a lot of players that could or teams that could be your, you know, your best cream of the crop of the group stage. There's a lot of standout performers, a lot of teams that really surprised. Who's your team of the group stage? So there were some good teams. Don't get me wrong. You know, like Feyenoord did impress. Obviously, Dortmund finishing top the group of death. That's impressive. Real Sociedad, also very impressive. But how, man, it has to be for me, or even Copenhagen, they were impressive, but I'm going with Sociedad. They went undefeated in the group, conceded only two goals, and finished top ahead of Inter Milan. Yep. It's very impressive. Very impressive. I mean, we saw what Benfica did in the Champions League last year, making it to, what they made it to the semis. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Losing to Inter, if I'm not Yep, they lost to Inter. And so I know you were still kind of flying high on them, even though they had lost their best striker, Goncalo Ramos. But I'm going Real Sociedad, man. Best defense. Defense wins you tournaments. It does. they'll win this? Probably not, but. But that is a very good It got them out of the group stage. It got them out of the group stage, that defense. It's a very good shout. Yeah, I, I, I find it hard to argue against you. I really do. And because of that, I had to go with the ultimate surprise of the group stage as my team of the group stage in Copenhagen. A, a Danish team. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was between them or, or Copenhagen for me. Like, I was, yeah. me too. You took one. I'd take the other. Fine. There you go. <laughs> I mean, no one expects them to go through. I mean, they were probably in what would have been considered the second hardest group. I mean, with Galatasaray, Manchester United, beginning of the season on paper, maybe. Yeah, on paper, especially with the players that Galatasaray has. Yeah. And then, you know, I got to give a shout out to Manchester United for being the uh, most underperforming team in the Champions League that I have seen in a long time. How to be joint top goal scorers in a group and finish last. Well, when you concede that many goals, it's it's tough. Yeah. And then to uh, get knocked out by a guy named Rooney. That was Manchester funny. United. And it also looks like they bought the wrong Hoyland. Ha, because his brother plays for Copenhagen. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, although Hoyland did score some goals in this championship, he did. He did. And I saw some crazy stat about Hoyland that of his, like, what is it? Is it like eight goals he scored this season? Only two of them were assisted. Oh. I saw that. <laughs> got it. Yeah. So he's a workhorse and he's got to create things himself because United are that bad. So. <laughs> At least United fans, you have a little bit of hope in Rasmus Hoyland. I do rate him highly as a player. He is fantastic. Just you got nobody around him. Young and raw also. Yes. Yes. I think I mentioned my worst team. I think I'd go with Union Berlin. I mean, there's a lot. There were some. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot more underperformers than teams that were really a surprise in the Champions League. So like honestly, PSG. Yeah. Like really underperformed in the group stage. We'll get to that in a little bit. (laughs) Okay. We'll get to that in a little bit. Foreshadowing. Yeah. All right, Targo. Player 
of the group stage. I know there's a lot of really good players. This one was a lot harder. This one was tough. Teams. This was tough because I mean, Javi Simon Simmons, mm-hmm. Simons, yeah, Simons. Well, I always say it wrong, man. Okay, Simons. I mean, Colossos galore, Bakayoko for PSV. But I had to go with him, man. Yep. For those of you on the podcast, you can't see. I'm doing a celebration. I can back up. There you go. Mr. Jude Bellingham. Hey, I Jude. Mean, hey, Jude. Four goals, three assists in five games, and game winners against Braga and Union Berlin. Yeah, man. He's coming from Dortmund, and he's making things look easy at Real Madrid. What I mean, pressure? Said that multiple what times. pressure wearing what that pressure. white jersey, man? He is... And I hate to say this because Vinny Jr. is in the same squad. He might be the best player at Real Madrid. And it's been, what, six months, seven months since they signed him? Yeah, this last summer. Yeah, he's that good. I can't believe how much better he has gotten in the last year. It's insane. Oh, it is. He's taking that Real Madrid role and just ran with it, man. This guy's still a teenager. I think he's 20 now. Is he 20 now? Okay, well, for the majority of this, he was a teenager. <laughs> there <you go>. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. The ceiling this guy has. The fact that he's 20. He's still got a solid 10 to 15 years ahead of him. And he's this good right now? Imagine how good he is in five, six, seven years. I don't know how good he's. Yeah, he's 20 now. I Just don't know. Saying. It's, it's going to be nuts with him. What? how things proceed, even when Real Madrid get a striker, if they bring Kylian Mbappe, it's going to be nuts to see what happens with him. Yeah. We'll see in the summer. That's for later thoughts. That is for later. For later, <laughs> Targo and Redbeard to figure out. <laughs> Don't worry about that later. All right, for me, it's got to be Galeno from Porto, man. This guy had four goals and four assists in five matches. Nuts, man. Absolutely nuts. nuts. Not to mention, he's electric on the ball. The guy is just dribbling past players. He'll hold the ball up, accelerate past them. So exciting to watch and probably, be honest with you, kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, Brazilian, man. Yeah. (laughs) One of the few players left that truly can think on his own and is not a tactical player. Jude Bellingham's one of them as well. But it's a dying art in today's society of football. Very few left, so I would be surprised if he stays at Porto very much longer. I will say he tore up the Champions League, hasn't been tearing it up so much in uh, Liga Portugal, but still, this is a Champions League episode, and he killed it there, so I I can't argue with your, especially with the stats, man. You look at how many goals and assists in just five games? Nuts. I think he's got the most goal contributions in Champions League so far, so. Okay. Just one ahead of your boy, Juve. Just one, yep. Just one. All right, well, let's. I think Erling Holland's right behind that, but we don't want to. Probably pretty close. All right, round of 16, my friend. This is where the action actually begins. This is where it it gets real fun, right? This is where it gets real fun. We had the draw. We know when the first and second legs are. We're going to dive right into it. We're going to kick it off with my team of the group stage, Copenhagen, against the juggernaut themselves. Manchester City. I feel so bad for the man, Man City of all teams. I feel so bad for them too because it's like oh, you did so well. I know. You get paired up against the one team that you probably stand zero chance against. Like them and Real Madrid are like the only ones I was like don't play one of those two. Yeah. Like even if they played Arsenal, I would have given them a chance. If they would have played Barcelona, would have given them a chance. More than a chance probably. First leg of this one is on the 13th of February. Second leg, the 6th of March in Manchester. First leg in Copenhagen. Do I have to ask who you're going to pick for this one? I'm going with Man City. Yeah, Yeah. to beat Copenhagen. I know I want them to do well, but it's it's Man City, man. It's Man City. I'm, I'm having to lean the same way, especially with Mr. Kevin De Bruyne back. And better than I've seen him in years. Long hair and all, man. Long hair, don't care. Next thing you're going to see is by the time this comes around, he's wearing that Jack Grealish headband on top of his hair. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You can only have one of them on the field at a time, which is probably the good thing. But 
unfortunately for everybody else, it's Kevin De Bruyne, not Jack Grealish. <laughs> for every other team in Europe, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm an Arsenal fan. You're an Arsenal fan. I'm shaking in my boots seeing that. <laughs> it's tough. All right. Next up, this one is a juicy affair. This one could be interesting. You're not wrong. RB Leipzig against Real Madrid. Same thing. First game in Leipzig on the 13th of February. Second game in Madrid, which probably will be the decider on the 6th of March. Leipzig surprising some teams. They gave Manchester City a run for their money. They probably used that blueprint against Real Madrid. Probably. I mean, for as good as Leipzig are, they have a lot of good young players. Luis Openda up top is a fantastic striker. Xavi Simons. I mean, they got Benjamin Sesko up front as well. Sesko, yeah. So they got options up front that can hurt Real Madrid. Real Madrid's defense has been suspect, but can they slow down the attack of the Madridistas? I I don't don't think they can, man. (laughs) I I am going Real Madrid. I think RB Leipzig makes it interesting in the first leg, maybe gets a draw out of it or keeps it close. And then in Madrid, yeah, I think Madrid ran away with it. Just because they're they're the team of the Champions League. Like, they are they Real are, Madrid and Champions League are just synom- synonymous with one another, yeah, man. Pretty much. And you know, once they start get rolling in the Champions League, they'll start getting rolling in the league. And I feel bad for Girona, who's been in first place for so long. Real Madrid are starting to catch up to them. They're getting to that point of the season, just like Manchester City. Maybe that's for another episode, but I we'll have to do a La Liga little review yeah. here. Look at, at some, some point. At highlight some, some point. of the teams. Yeah. All right, buddy. We got one of your disappointing teams of the tournament. So speaking far. of La Liga against. Yeah. Speaking of La Liga, your team of the group stage. We got PSG right. against Real Sociedad. First game in Paris the, on Valentine's Day. And then we got the second leg in Sociedad on the 5th of March. PSG looking a little ripe for picking. Sociedad, I mean, okay. Looking to do some picking. This is the Champions League, right? This is the the Champions League. They're playing one of the most exciting, should be exciting attacking teams (laughs) in the Champions League. But they've been all but it this season. PSG, I mean, yeah. yeah. They, I mean, if it wasn't for Mbappe, this was an average team, man. Yeah. Goncalo Ramos really hasn't hit the ground running. I mean, Colo Moani hasn't hit the ground running in the Champions League. They have a fantastic 17-year-old midfielder in Zaire Emery. Yeah. I think he's hurt. He's out for the next couple months. So I don't think they have him for this leg. First leg, at least. Well, there you go. Return leg in Sociedad, they got to be feeling real good about that if they can hold the score to a reasonable number or get a win in Paris. I think they can pull something out, man. I'm going to go with Sociedad. I am also going with Sociedad. I'm you frustrated. I'm, I'm killing Mbappe, he turns into a giant baby. Send him well, home with his millions goal. in cash and a binky. I'm going with Sociedad, man. <laughs> Takefusa Kubo, man, he's gonna come yeah. up big. That midfield of Sociedad with Zubamendi and Mendez. Yeah, I want I want to say that Real Madrid, you know, are missing some of the players they've sold in recent years, but I can't with the likes of Bellingham, Valverde, Camavinga, Tushmeni coming into that midfield. But Takefusa Kubo and Martin Odegaard are on fire. They, I don't know if they get into that team. Well, Kubo might as a sub, but I don't even know if Martin Odegaard gets into that team the way that their midfield is. Not that midfield is, man. I mean, the way Modric, Cruz, yeah, Kimavinga. The most stacked midfield in the world. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. I mean, their backups of their backups could start for pretty much any team in Europe. Even Danny Ceballos for Real Madrid, man, isn't looking terrible. Raheem Diaz also in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they lost Isco. He's looking pretty good for Betis as well. So, Asensio for PSG. He's been the only player that actually looks worth something for PSG. So (laughs) (laughs) we'll see. Next up, Lazio. Team I didn't choose to even or pick to even get through into the knockout round. 
they got unlucky as they play Bayern Munich, the juggernaut themselves, and a on-fire Harry Kane. Luckily for Lazio, Bayern Munich has not been great as for form lately. I mean, I I wouldn't even say that, man. They've only lost twice in the Bundesliga, and they got two draws. They just happen to be going up against a Leverkusen in the Bundesliga that hasn't lost any. Yeah, their defense has been very suspect for a while. Now. Their defense has been, yeah, suspect. So that, that is what Lazio have to look forward to. Still got to stop Harry Kane, though. That's why Bayern Munich went and bought Eric Dyer to sure up that defense. <laughs> Sarcasm. You know, go back to that previous episode, like we said earlier, to check out what we thought of that signing. <laughs> yes. You I mean, he plays. Tell. You're He's watching us on right YouTube. Now, man. You're watching us on YouTube. You probably tell by my expression <laughs> what I think of that signing. <laughs> Weird one at that. Yeah. But it happened. But they got the other Englishman up front. Harry Kane. Yep. Leroy Sané yep. is looking good. Kingsley Coman did come off recently with an injury. We still got Serge Nabry. So I think they'll be okay. I'm worried about their midfield, man, with Goretzka, yeah. Kimmich. That's the one Very thing. Very defensive. Is- they need a creative player in there. Conrad Leimer hasn't been playing as right good back. As thought. He's, He's been playing, playing right, right back. back. Yeah. But I mean, he's still got Musiala. They've, they've been playing a Pavlovich in that midfield. But yeah, not a lot of midfielders unless you put in Thomas Muller. You uh, know how, how highly I rate him, except for the fact that, you know, when it comes to playing a bunch of games in a week, he's too old for that now. So maybe this is where he shines. But who do you got in this one? Bayern Munich or Lazio? Bayern Munich, man. (laughs) Yeah. I picked them to be in the final. Harry Kane, man. I picked him for the Ballon d'Or as well. I think this is where Bayern Munich start to turn their season around and take off. If not in the Bundesliga, they're going to do it in the Champions League. Well, they're only in the the Bundesliga. They're only two points behind Bayer Leverkusen. But yeah, man, one way and one way only. Bayern Munich. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if this wasn't very one-sided, to be honest with you. Okay, now to a team that's running away with the Eredivisie against a team that surprises both and finished top of their group. We got PSV against Borussia Dortmund. First match is in Eindhoven. Second match in Dortmund, which probably gives the advantage to that yellow wall. First match is the 20th of february 2nd 13th of march who you got this one's an interesting one if i'm being honest with you i think i could go either way i feel like psv could surprise dortmund but i think i got i remember i said earlier experience means something dortmund have been here many times and so i'm gonna go with borussia dortmund i'm gonna i'm gonna quote you on that in a little bit experience matters Okay. Okay. Not for this, but for the next one. I, I, not the next one, the one after. Anyways, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's both these teams have been playing very well this season. Dortmund surprised a lot of people in the group of death finishing first. I think it's all going to come down to the first leg and how that actually plays out. I think it's going to depend on PSV. In yeah, this first leg, because if you look I, at the first, if the, the first, first game leg. in the Champions League, you saw PSV, they got demolished by mm-hmm. Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So if they come out like that again, yes, they'll get demolished by Dortmund, especially with a Jaden Sancho who's actually producing something. Yeah, and again, check out our previous episode on our, you know, all our social media on our, our YouTube, or you know, but you our YouTube, like make sure you're like subscribing. Hit that notification notification bell. bell. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just let you finish since we're just. Yeah. Anyways, it's an echo in here. (laughs) It is. It is. I'm going to just leave it there and I'm going to go with PSV. Okay. PSV. Yeah. I'm just going to be different. I had to be different on some things here. Can't just be the same all the time. I just think PSV will surprise some people. I mean, Benfica did that last season, although PSV is not Benfica last season. I think they'll get a surprise here and beat Dortmund. I think Real Sociedad will be the Benfica of last season. I think you're on to something. I really do. All right. Next up, we got two juggernauts going head to head and probably the most one of the most exciting games of the knockout round. We have Inter 
against Atletico Madrid. Again, same thing. These games are on the 20th of February and the 13th of March, but the first leg is played at the San Siro and then going back to Madrid for the second leg. So that could be interesting. I think, obviously, with that setup, the advantage goes to Atletico. But watching Inter Milan in the Champions League, I'm loving this Marcus Taram signing. Lautaro yep. Martinez is firing. He's on fire. He's on fire. Not- he's got a knack of scoring really late goals this season that mean a lot now on the flip side atletico alvaro morata hasn't been terrible i mean antoine griezmann on fire yes where he left off last season that's right guy doesn't age apparently when he's in madrid not barcelona (laughs) so this one's a tough one but i'm gonna go inter milan okay why from last year like i said i think those players could push them over the edge. You know how these Italian teams love to defend. You know, on the flip side, yes, a Diego Simeone team also loves to defend. But I think Italians just defend that a little bit better. A little, little yep. bit better. I think, well, I guess we can say experience matters, but Inter Milan went to the final last year. So I can't say that in this one. However, <laughs> Even I'm going go to go with two words, and they are elite. That is not the word I'm using, or words, but they are elite. And it's Diego Simeone. He's going to make the difference in this tie. He's going to make sure that Atleti, if they score, they will not be scored upon. And if they need to score goals, we all know that they can, which is the difference between last season and this season, where it's not just Griezmann scoring. Morata is scoring at a crazy prolific rate. I don't understand it. (laughs) I forget the name of him, but they have this really exciting left winger. Lino. Lino, thank you. I think it's Manuel Lino or something like yeah, that. He's very exciting to watch. Yep, uh, I just, I think with the home leg being in Madrid, I got to give it to Atletico. I mean, I, personally, I think how this leg is going to go, they're going to go to Italy, defend, and then yep. try to nip something in at Madrid. I, I'm going to predict a draw in the first leg, and then Atleti nips it in Madrid. One nil. But, yeah. One nil. 2-1, I still expect it to be exciting at some point in these two legs. I just don't think it's the first leg. Okay. Well, let's right. go on to the next one that I know we both are going to pick the same team. It is Porto versus Arsenal. First game for this one is the 21st of February. And then that is in Portugal. And the second leg is on the 3rd of March in London. Arsenal. March, but... Yes. 12th of March. Sorry. Arsenal. Yeah. However, this was very difficult for me to pick Arsenal. You know who knocked them out last season in the Europa League is another Portuguese team. Yes. The problem for me here for Arsenal is I'm going to quote you again. Right. Experience matters. This Arsenal squad has next to no Champions League experience in the entire squad. Jesus Zinchenko. Jesus Zinchenko. Thomas Partey. Yeah. But how long ago was that for Thomas Partey? A couple years? A few years. <laughs> this Porto squad seems to be in the knockout round every single year. They're doing, I, I think they're in second or first in the Portuguese Liga. Keep talking. Let me look. But the reason why it was difficult for me to pick Arsenal in this one is because the first leg is in Porto. Arsenal's away form right now is absolutely atrocious. They are catch not going to be playing football. catch up, huh? Yeah. Good uh, news their is home form, it's their home form. And that is why I picked Arsenal. It's because Porto seemingly doesn't travel very well either. But Arsenal's home form, the Emirates has turned into a fortress for them. They've lost one game at home and or two games at home in the last year and a year, year and a half. So I, I got to go with the Gunners in this one. Also, it's my heart, not <laughs> yeah. my brain. So. <laughs> Well, the good news is Porto are actually in third in Liga Portugal. There you go. There you go. I know they were behind Sporting last time I looked. So they're five points off of first place Sporting, four points behind Benfica, who are in second. Well, there you go. Which is also why they're one of the most disappointing teams in the group stage. Anyways, (laughs) to the last match, we got another two juggernauts. We got Napoli, who are not doing very hot in Serie A against Barcelona, who equally have not been great of late. 
Javi stepping down at the end of the season. Defensive problems everywhere. They've already let in more goals than they did the entirety of last season in all competitions. I just, I, I don't know which way. Th- this is this one is like literally for me, flip a coin. Yeah, this one Give was tough for me as well. I'm going to go with a team I think has better players individually, and that is Barcelona. Yeah, I, again, for me, like we have discussed prior, it's about who starts in midfield for Barcelona. You never know who it's going to be. One person comes back from injury, one person gets injured and just keeps repeating that cycle. Napoli, yes, they've missed Cavardana for the majority of the season. He's come back. He's doing okay. He's not at the heights he was last season. Victor Osiman, same thing. Should have him back from the African Cup of Nations by the time this starts. So they'll at least have that going for them. He's came out also recently and said that he's leaving in the summer. So excited to talk about that at a future date. Who you got in this one? Barcelona. I said they had the better players. <laughs> individually had to to cement that in there because i'm gonna go with napoli flip a coin you pick one i'll pick the other okay i have no idea who's gonna win this i'm picking napoli because i would rather see them in the next round i don't mean to compile more misery on the javi but i would rather see napoli i don't think they're doing that bad barcelona i mean yes they're not performing quite as well as they did last season but i mean if you look at la liga they're still in fourth place Tied on points with Atletico. They've only lost three games in La Liga. They've drawn quite a few. They've drawn five. But again, it is their, the way they play. I mean, compared to last season, that defense is much more leaky. Mm-hmm. But I still pick Barcelona. Fair enough. So which Cut. match are you looking the most forward to? Get out of my head. I got two. I know you're probably going to pick the ones that I was probably going to pick. So I'm going to go Inter and Atleti. I'm very much looking forward to that one. That's going to be like a supreme chess match. It's going to be low slow, key, tough to watch, it is. But, inter- but interesting. Yeah, It's going to be a low, very much a tactical battle. Low key, as we said earlier, I'm going to go with PSV and Dortmund, man. Yeah, This is going to be exciting to watch. That could be a good one. How about you? So again, Sociedad PSG, man. I'm, I'm flying high on Sociedad. I picked them to, to make it out of there. To knock PSG out. I picked them to get out of the group stage. Ryan high on those coattails. So I'm going to pick that match. And then honestly, that Napoli-Barcelona game. That could go either way. We're not, that, we're not, that we think could go either who's way. Gonna, who's going to show up for each team? Yes. Could we see Zhao Felix do something? Lewandowski finally start to score some goals? You know, I don't know. Or is Victor, Victor Osman and Cavaradona going to step up? Exactly. It should you be interesting. You guys let us know. What is your most exciting what game? Are you most excited for what picks do you have for the knockout rounds? Let us know on our YouTube channel. Make sure you're liking and subscribing hit the notification bell. Our Instagram bruise FC, go check it out. Let us know there. Our new TikTok, bruise banter FC. Make sure you check out our Facebook and our Facebook page. Let us know that is our champions league recap for now. We'll see you on the other side during the knockout stages. Cheers.